0: Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 69 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your spirit that dwells within us. May your spirit lead us in our reading today. In Jesus' name. Amen. We start our last book in the Gospels today, the book of John. The book of John could almost stand alone and apart from the other Gospels because most of the material in this book is not found in any of the other three. This is also a book that is often given to new believers or non-believers because it has been known to speak to the heart so powerfully as to convert a non-believer to a believer. John 3.16 is one of the most quoted Bible verses of all time. And the very first verse is as well. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. Well, I am excited to dive into this book with you. Let's see what's happening in John chapter one. This gospel takes us back to the beginning of time, showing us that Jesus existed with God, God the Father, and God the Holy Spirit. God made the heavens and the earth and deserves our praise. I don't know about you, but I need a constant reminder about the one who is so much greater than me, the one who designed the earth and all its inhabitants. He thought of us, created us, and then placed us here at this specific time and place. Although there's much uncertainty in today and tomorrow, God is certain we should be here. Jesus is the light, the light that shines and overpowers the enemy and the darkness, He will never be overpowered or overthrown. So we can praise him today instead of fearing the world and all its troubles. Then we read about John the Baptist who came to attest to the light. Verse 9 says, there it was. The true light was then coming into the world. The genuine, perfect, steadfast light that illumines every person. We have Jesus' light illumining our spirit. How amazing is that? John writes that Jesus came to his own people, but they didn't recognize him. Verses 12 and 13 say, But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority, the power, privilege, and right to become the children of God. That is, to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name, who owe their birth neither to blood nor to the will of the flesh. That of the physical impulse, nor to the will of man, that of a natural father, but to God. They are born of God. Well, we are more than blessed and encouraged by John already. John is excited too as he writes that we receive grace upon grace, spiritual blessing heaped upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. Wow, we are blessed exponentially. I hope you are blessed by these passages today, for I certainly am. John goes on to write about John the Baptist, who he is and what he shares with the people around him. Of course, there were messengers from the Pharisees in the crowd. John denied being Christ or a prophet or Elijah. But when he sees Jesus, he tells the crowd, Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Such great news. The Lamb has taken away our sins. The rest of this chapter, his disciples and he meet for the first time. There is an excitement about his meeting them that is unlike any other gospel recording. Let's see what Paul is writing to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. He is still writing to them about the generous contribution they intended on providing for the poor people in Jerusalem. In verse eight, he writes, and God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Well, God's word is full of promises for provision. Sometimes God's provision comes from the work of our hands or in other cases, the work of someone else's. In this case, the church had promised to provide for the poor. Paul goes on to write that they would be all blessed with more than enough so they could give generously. Verse 15, the final verse says, Now thanks be to God for his gift, precious, beyond telling, his indescribable, inexpressible free gift. Yes, we are all offered the most precious gift through jesus sacrifice granting us the kingdom of heaven in return for our belief let us believe in jesus as our savior be grateful for the promise of eternity with him and be thankful we are provided for on this earth Well, let's see what adventures the Israelites are on. In Numbers chapter 21, the Israelites were met by the Canaanites who fought against them. Some were even taken captive. And then we see a vow made to the Lord. They vowed if God would let them win against these cities, then they would completely destroy them. God honored their vow, and they did destroy them. Next, they journeyed on, on towards the Red Sea. Well, it had been 39 years, and they were back at the Red Sea again. And they complained against God again same reasons, no food, no water, and they hated the manna. Well, I suppose after four decades, we would all tire from eating the same wafer-like substance as well. But again, the Lord brought his wrath upon them with snakes, which were deadly. Moses prayed for the people, and God told Moses to make a bronze serpent. If anyone looked at the serpent, really looked at the serpent, they would live. The Israelites traveled on through many lands They were attacked by the Amorites, but God gave them victory. Then they were attacked by the people of Bashan. God told Abraham he would give him victory there as well. So the Israelites won these battles and killed all the inhabitants and possessed the land. Numbers chapter 22 is one of the most interesting stories in the Bible. The Israelites camped at Jericho and a king close by became worried. There were so many Israelites and he had heard about their many victories. So he tried to hire a sorcerer named Balaam to put a curse on them. While Balaam did deal in dark spirits, he was also aware of God and heard from God. God warmed Balaam. He told him the Israelites were blessed, so he was not to put a curse on them. Balaam was offered many bribes if he would just curse them, but he didn't take the bribes. So he did have respect for the Lord, but was also guided by his own desires. I'll let you read the rest of the story because it is too good. I don't want to spoil it for you. I do encourage you to take note of it and tag it for future reference. This is always a great story to read. Well, let's see what King David writes in Psalm 69. King David is distraught, to say the least here in this psalm. He writes about those who are against him. So many people were against him. So many people were talking badly about him. That's just hard. It's hard when it's us, and there's even one person talking badly about us. But imagine a king. A king is known by many, many people, and those many people were talking poorly about him. It is gut-wrenching. I can feel the pain with thoughts of his reputation being tainted. Well, I've read a commentary that indicates this psalm may have been written after another one of his sons, Adonijah, sought King Solomon's throne. Remember, Absalom tried to overthrow David's throne, and now another son tried to overthrow Solomon's throne. Imagine that. I find God's grace here in putting Solomon on the throne. We know, of course, that Solomon was a result of an affair that had started between Bathsheba and King David. And yet this was the son who God put on the throne, and he was greatly blessed by God. Well, now Solomon's throne is in jeopardy. God kept Solomon on the throne and Jesus was born through this bloodline. This shows me God uses the imperfect to bring his plans to pass. We do not have to be perfect friends, just have faith and believe in Jesus. Yes, God shows his love throughout the generations and let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your never-ending love. Thank you for loving us even though we miss the market times. Forgive our sins and make us holy, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.